series, but instead of taking the prayer in Ephesians 1, we have moved on to Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. Amen. We are still dealing with transformation, that, that, that prayer transforms us. It changes us. Spending time in the presence of God does a mighty work in us. But, but, but as we look at this prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, it is, it is being transformed by the irrational love of Christ. And somebody said, why irrational? Because the way he loves us don't make sense. <laughs> Matter of fact, let, let, let me be even more personal. The fact that he loves us don't make sense. And I'm just convinced that if you ever get a glimpse of the love of Jesus, you can't be the same. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking relationship. So, so, so allow me today just to set up the foundation, just to, to, to just, just put my toe in. Reading from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, reading out of the New King James, and it reads as such in our hearing. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Lord of, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he might, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That's going to be our focus, but let me read on. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ with passive knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, the thought I want to deal with today is I, I must decrease in order for Christ. To increase. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, as I stand to give forth your word, Father, make me decrease. Lord, move Tracy out the way so that there will be a manifestation of your glory, of your power, of your wisdom, that your word will go forth. Then, Lord, don't allow it to fall in deaf ears. Give your people ears to hear, to, to, to perceive, to understand in their spirit what the Holy Spirit is saying. Lord, you have to do this. We can't do this. Lord, there has to be an, an activity of your Holy Spirit in order for life to take place. Lord, speak life. Lord, speak life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. 
On my way to church this morning, I was listening to uh, the radio, Christian radio, and, and they was taking a quote from George Barna. George Barna is famous. He, he knows statistics. He does surveys. He does many books that, that, that talks about the statistics of the church, of our belief, of where we stand, where we're at. It takes a survey of how strong, how weak the church is, if, if the church is standing on truth. He also takes a, a, a survey of, of the world. What, what is it that America, what is it that they don't understand? What is it that non-believers in, in our society, why is it so hard to reach? Why, 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 what, what's going on? In fact, if, even if you're not a Christian, you, you ought to know that something's going on, that things are getting worse. I mean, have you watched the news lately? Some of us are so terrified, we're not even watching the news no more. Because when you watch the news, there's no good news, it's just bad news. If, if it wasn't for our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're living in some scary times. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian to agree with that. So, so, so us knowing that, that uh, believe me, I don't want Trump to get in the office. But to be honest with you, it doesn't matter who gets in the office because they don't have the power to change the condition of man's heart. You best not put your faith in politics. You best not think that a human being is going to be the savior of the wickedness that we see is happening. You, you best look to the hills and we've come our help because our help coming from. Not only do we need to do that from a national standpoint, we, you know, you know, I, 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 I gotta go, I gotta go here. You know, I listened to some of Hillary's speech but I hate to say this, you know what I noticed? She didn't bring in God. <sighs> she brought him in in a past part of her parents bringing her up, but she wasn't saying that she was going to lead this country leaning on God. My thought is, Okay, if you're not depending on God, who you depending on? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't even have to go that far. If, if, if we're not depending on God, who we depending on? Even in our conversation as Christians, we don't approach God as though we are leaning on him. In fact, we don't call on him until we get in trouble. This is what George Bonner, he, he took to Paul, he said, he said, he said, from my statistic, the world, America don't have problems with our doctrine. 
It's not that they don't, it's not that they have a problem with Jesus, that he died, that he was resurrected, and all that. You know what they have a problem with? He said, this is the number one problem. When they meet a Christian, a Christian is no different than they are. <laughs> That's it, sir. No, 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 I, I didn't say this. This is this is this analysis he takes. This is a Paul, and the Paul came back overwhelmingly. That in America, most Christians got such lack of the evidence of Christ in their lives that they don't see the evidence of what we're talking about. Here Paul talks about love in this prayer. This prayer is full of, you know, knowing the, the, the height, the length, the depth of it. But the way he begins this prayer puzzles me because it says out of character for everything else, but yet he puts his finger on the pulse of what we need to hear. He says, Lord, what they need to be is strengthened in their inner man by your Holy Spirit. He said, Lord, because they can't even receive your love in their spirit. They're not spiritually sensitive to who you are. I said, wait a minute, 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 Paul. Don't stop there, don't stop there. Because if the church is going to live as Christians, we don't have the ability to do it in our own strength. Listen, Christianity isn't just hard, it's impossible. Turn to your neighbor and say, impossible. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. Wake them up, wake them up. This is too important for them to miss. Say, excuse me, you just missed something. He just said it's impossible to be a Christian. Because listen, and what has happened is most of us are trying to do this in our own strength. Which is religion and not relationship. And we wonder why we frustrated. <laughs> and Paul said, wait a minute. Satan has done a good job of flipping things. That we are no longer dependent on God. We're dependent on ourselves. The problem is when we depend on ourselves, we cut off relationship. Dr. Green, Dr. Green, who did a seminar for Pastor Farrell not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't make it, wanted to make it, but things kept on coming up. I couldn't make it. He is an expert in Greek. He's an expert in Hebrew. And, and, and diving into the original language, the, when we go into translation, we miss some things. 
let me quickly go over. I can't go real deep because I got too many other things to hit on. But, but, but in, in Genesis chapter 1, just use the word God, and it is Yahweh. Supreme creator, maker, controller of the whole universe. But in chapter 2, he introduces, you see, Lord God in your kingdom. That means Adonai Yahweh, Adonai brings in relationship, covenant God, intimate God. He makes man a woman in chapter 2. From the beginning, what God says is this. I made you to fall in love with me because I'm in love with you. Garden of Eden was heaven on earth. Turn to your and say heaven on earth. Can you, you know, we're waiting to get, listen, we're trying to get to heaven God originally, and he's still going to bring heaven down to earth. The Garden of Eden was all that heaven is on earth. In fact, the Garden of Eden was so precious that once Adam and Eve messed up, God kicked them out. And put an angel there and said, they cannot eat of the tree of life because if they eat of the tree of life, they will be demons. Because there will be no change for them. Listen. We fail when Adam and Eve, something changed. By fact, Everything. When you look at the universe and see the moon, and, and it looked like there's been a war, it was a war. When he says that the earth was without form, apparently when the angels fell, something happened that happened before man's fall. But when Adam and Eve fell, something happened on the inside. I mean, let me see if I, I'm, I'm, think with, think with me. You know what's so funny to me? Is that, is that in the Old Testament, God don't talk about the spirit of man. He just talk about the soul. He breathes into Adam and Eve, and they are a living soul. Just, just, just a, 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 a dichotomy. Two, body, soul. Well, what about the spirit? Wait a minute. The spirit and soul was so one that there was no difference between the spirit and the soul. There was no evil nature. They were, their soul was so in tune with God that they were spirit being in the soul. When they disobey, their soul changed. That's why in the New Testament, it said, you must be born again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, now let me go. That's why we can't be good enough. Because from a fallen soul, nothing you do is good. Wait a minute. 
I just gave somebody food, and I gave them $500 to get food. That was good. The act was good, but the reason why you did it in your heart was bad, because from a bad heart, you can't have right motives. See, God is not judging our acts. He's looking at our, our, at our souls. Let me, let me see if I can make this clear. Okay, young, this is Young People Day, right? Let me speak to you all. Don't wait to get old to know God. Because let me tell you, young people out there, Number one, you may not reach getting old. Number two, I wish I would have gave God the decisions of my life when I was younger. Then I would not have went through some of the things I gone through. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's some people who got some scars in here. If walls could talk. Okay, let, let, okay let, I'm going to get real, real with us now. Some of us, we still crying about decisions we made without consulting God. There, there, there are some consequences you just got to deal with, live through, hope for grace to survive, because some things you don't just... <laughs> There's some scars that 20 years later still going to hurt, but if you would have listened to God 20 years ago, you wouldn't be in the shape that you're in. Experience is not the best teacher. It's the hardest teacher. The Word of God is the best teacher. When you learn at a young age, you say, I will follow him. I will. A young lady came to me, counseling, and I love the fact that she could hear. Listen, God will speak to you if you're willing to listen. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And don't get me wrong. He don't sit down and have coffee and tea with you at the dinner table. He don't have a casual conversation with you. If someone tell you that they lie, but God will direct your life, speak into your ears. The Holy Spirit will give you prompting because he loves you to that degree. Young lady, young lady, young lady was having difficult. And this is what she told me. She said, you know, the Lord spoke to me. I said, what did the Lord say? She said, the Lord said, you don't trust my heart towards you, do you? I need to say that again. You know what God is saying to us? We don't trust his heart towards us. Because we are judging God on outward circumstances instead of trusting who God is. That's why, you know, to know the love of God, to know that he's good, you got to know that because circumstances will make you go the other way. Yes, 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 
See, it's not just God talking, Satan's talking too. And listen, I love this song, Carly's song. I love this song. Listen, I love it, but I, but I wonder, can we sing that when nothing's going right? Can we say, Lord, you are worthy when your heart is broken? Can you say hallelujah when you have trusted God and nothing is going the way you think it ought to go and it looks like God not answering your prayers? Do you know God enough at that moment that you can stand flat-footed and say, I will still trust you. I will still worship you. I choose to do it your way. I'm going to trust you if it kills me. And what God is trying to do is build such an intimacy in our spirits that we'll quit just playing church. Oh, don't get me wrong. We know how to do church. We know how to look church. We know how to sound church. Cain and Abel are told what to bring to God. And Cain said, well, my fruit look good. Well, my vegetables look good. So instead of bringing what God told me to bring, I'm going to bring him my hard work. Here, Lord. Because I didn't ask for that. Because you think what you bring to me, that by your human effort, makes you good enough. No, it's not your work that gets you in. It's my covering that gets you in. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm covered. There's nothing that the devil can do about it. I'm covered. My past is covered. My future is covered. My presence is covered. Then tell them it's good. Oh, it's good to be covered. I'm so glad I'm covered. Hallelujah, I'm covered. Praise the Lord, I'm covered. He's worthy because I'm covered. See, when you recognize that you can't trust yourself, you thank God that you're covered. When you recognize that you're capable of doing anything and everything, you thank God that you're covered. When you recognize that at your best, you're still not good enough, you begin to shout that you're covered. Is there anybody in the house thankful that they covered? <laughs> Listen to what he says in Ephesians 4. 20 and 24, I may not get any farther than this. He said, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him. And then tell us what he said. He says, because remember, they're getting letters. They don't got the whole New Testament. And he says to them, if you have heard him and learned by him. What he's saying is, he says, because you are believers, the Holy Spirit is teaching you. Yes, sir. Yes, he said, sir. you have heard him. Not 
heard of him and been taught by him. By the Holy Spirit. That means, that means, watch this, watch this. If, if, if we are sensitive, that means when you get ready to cuss somebody out, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is already telling you no. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yes, sir. That means, come listen. He says, get angry, but don't sin. Nothing wrong with getting angry. Some anger is righteous anger. But what do you do when you're about ready to do something because they did it? No, that's what he said. He said, he said, you, he said, he said, indeed, you have heard of him, has been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Amen. What he's saying is, wait a minute, this is relationship. Listen, he's writing to the church of Ephesus. They are Gentiles. They never met Jesus. So how can they be taught by him? How could they hear him? Jesus is already up in heaven, except from by the Holy Spirit is speaking for the Lord and it's prompting them, directing them, and helping them in their Christian walk. Yeah. If he did it then, he would do it now. Yeah. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah. If I insist on driving, if you insist on driving, guess what the Holy Spirit is going to do? Let you drive. He is not going to make you get up out the driver's seat. You know what we have to do? Invite him. Okay, let's next verse. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Go on. You might as well say ouch now. It's okay. I'm, I'm saying ouch too. He said, he said, he says, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grew corrupt according to deceitful lust. He said, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, Put off. Uh-huh. You know what he's saying? Uh-huh. You and I have the ability, yes, because we are in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is in us, we have the ability to like take it on a coat, take it off a coat to put it off. Now watch this. If I'm going to put on Christ, you got to take something off. You know what happens sometimes? We try to put Christ on without taking nothing off. <laughs> listen, listen, we want to be who we are, hold on to our own nasty ways. We, we like the fact that we, that we cut you up. We, we like, so, so we try to put Christ on without taking I mean, is this not practical? Okay, next verse. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Next verse, next verse, next verse. He says, God, understand what's happening here. What he's saying is, you already have everything you need, the born-again Christian. You already have everything you need 
on the inside. Amen. Go up to the next verse. I'm going to come back to this. I said, that you put on. I know he said, he said, he said, the coat is yours. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. But the coat is on the inside. He said, now you need to put on your new man, the born again man, which was, listen, created after God. In true righteousness and holiness. You know what he's saying? Yes, Lord. You have the righteousness of God on the inside. Amen. Turn, 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 turn to your neighbor and, and say, you have the righteousness of God. You got the holiness of God on the inside. Turn to him and say, you got the image of Christ on the inside. Uh-oh, y'all just messed up. Y'all shouldn't repeat everything I said. You know why? Now watch this. If I get mad at him and cuss him out, I just cussed out the image of Christ. Yes, sir. Made in the image of God. Uh-huh. And now that he's born again, he has the image of God on the inside. Uh-huh. So, so if I go after him, I not only did it to him, I did it to the... Because I can't separate him from the... Don't look at me that way, Sister Jefferson. Okay, since you looked at me that way, I'm going to ask you the question. Since the Christ is in him, can I separate the image of Christ from him? So, so if I do him wrong, I did who wrong? So I said, so if I do you wrong, I also did who wrong? So instead of, you still got to love me regardless. <laughs> so, so, so watch this. So instead of you paying me back, guess who's going to pay me back? Let me ask you, would you rather pay the person back or let God pay them back? <laughs> see, 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 we got we to gotta understand the truth of God's word and how he works. So watch it. If, 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 if God's righteousness is in me, God's holiness in me, it ought to show up. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I can't cut it on and cut it off as I want to. Yes. The Lord is either driving or he's not. Yes, sir. Help him, Lord Jesus. Help him, Lord Jesus. Paul is saying your inner man needs to be strengthened because then what is in you will begin to ooze out of you and there will be a supernatural something that people can't put their finger on, but they would begin to see the Christ that is in you. Because in you is the righteousness and holiness of God already in you. When the Spirit of God came in you, he deposited into you everything you need to be an overcomer. He has deposited everything in you.
for you to overcome whatever got you. You know what I discovered? Go back to renewing your next verse. The, the verse before that. The problem is this. It's not what's in our spirit. It's what's in our mind. I and you cannot access what we don't know is there. You can only walk in what you know. If you don't know, though you got it, you can't walk in it. Because the only way you access what God has given you yes. is that you believe his word, yeah. what it says about you. Yeah. But if you don't know what he says about you, how can you access what you don't know? You have everything you need already on the inside. The problem is there's a disconnect between the thinking, which is where your believing begins, and what God has done. Amen. Yes, Lord. Hold on. Because unless, okay, come here. You're going to be mine. You're going to be here. Here Jesus is at home, his hometown, and he has all this power. Yes, Lord. He has all this power. That, that, that the woman came and touched his hem and got healed because he said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I, I will be home. She knew that. Now he comes to those that he grew up with and he said, we know you. Your mother Mary, your sisters, your brothers, Joseph was a carpenter. Where did you suppose to get all this power from? He said, and, and Jesus marveled at the, no, I said, he had all the power, and when he touched them, nothing happened. Yes, sir. Did y'all get that? All the power, and there was no contact. Because the contact wasn't by touch. The contact was by their faith believing and what he was able to do. And he could have touched them all he wanted. But because of their unbelief, okay, watch this, watch this. Now we have Jesus not on the outside, we got the Holy Spirit that represents Jesus on the inside. And the reason why we can't walk in power is the same reason we don't believe. Amen. Don't believe him at his word. Listen, that's why when we come here on Sunday morning, my job is to break down the word so you can understand what's in the word so that now you can apply the word in your life. That's why, thank you, man. That's why sometimes I would teach the same principle over and over again because I know the first time you heard it, you don't get it. You, you got you to hear it over and over again. And every time you hear it, uh, that seed of faith begins to get wet. Yeah. 
but no germination yet. That's why, hey, have you ever been where, 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 where you heard something, but it didn't make sense to you? Like five years later, it said, oh, oh, that's what that means. Anybody had that happen? You know what happened? That seed was laying there, but no germination. You knew the information, but it was no germination. Then all of a sudden, something went pop. <laughs> i tell you what happened two weeks ago. Think about the situation. And a, a verse popped up in my spirit. It was Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, that says, The pure in heart shall see God. But this time when it popped up, the Spirit said, take a good look at this. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He said, God is spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't see God. Mm-hmm. So even when you get to heaven, you don't see God. All right. So it's not talking about seeing God with your eyes. All right. And I'm not talking about heaven. Right. He says, I'm talking about how people see things. Right. He says, people only see things from the view of their own heart. I said, say what? <laughs> Listen, can, can I borrow your glasses? Oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I'm taking on Donnie's heart. I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> My whole perspective has changed. Why? Because I'm looking through the lenses, not just of his glasses, but pretend like I just took on his heart. If I was to paint these lenses green, all of you would take on a green tint. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You view folks, yes, sir. and we view God yes, sir. through the lens of our hearts. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. And we can't even see God clearly when our heart is messed up. Yes, Roger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we see everybody else mm-hmm. jacked up mm-hmm. when it may be us that's yes, sir. jacked up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, when, you, when you're afraid of everybody's talking about you, it's probably because you're talking about everybody else. Yes, sir. Well, that's how you see things. So, 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 they talking about me. Well, hold on. Who you been talking about? Because, because when you don't talk about folks, you don't worry about folks talking about you. You don't view the world from that point of view. It's what we see. Dustin, I said, I said, he said, why you worry about the speck in somebody else's eye when you got a beam in your eye? Uh-huh. He said, he said, you can't get that speck out because your beam got you blind. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. You know what he's talking about? He's not talking about eyesight. Mm-hmm. He's talking about heart sight. So watch this. He says, when you work on purifying your heart, 
you see my ways, my principles, my word more clearly. Listen, start now. Start now saying, Lord, teach me to trust you with all the decisions of my life. Lord, even if the world is going that way, let me do it your way. Lord, 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 it's too critical. It's too critical for me not to miss you. Let me say that again. It is critical that you don't miss what God has for you. Because some things you don't get a second chance. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he'll give you time. But hold on, you know, how can I say this? The window of opportunity will close on you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Well, I just come back and repent. Okay, you're forgiven, but that door will not open. Okay, go to Philippians chapter 2, and then we're out of here. Then I'm done. Philippians chapter 2, because this helps me to understand this. It says, therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now... Not only with enthusiasm, I'm reading it from the uh, Amplified, but you will show in my presence, but much more because I asked, he said, work out, cultivate your own salvation. Now watch this, watch this. I was teaching the Bible study classes when I was associate minister, and um, this mother came, her son, his, her son come, son was very talented, son was an athlete, matter of fact, he was a runner. Uh, had all sorts of scholarships to colleges, the, ba- the boy was bad, boy was fast, okay? Uh, they wasn't members here, they, 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 they just started coming to Bible study, and I was going through the book of Philippians, and we got to this verse, work out your own salvation, and this is what she, she said to me. She said, that means to me that I need to work on my salvation. That I am working towards my salvation. I said, no, that, that is not what it says. It says, work out what is in you because nothing we do is good enough. You work from salvation. You either have salvation or you don't. But once you have it in Jesus, now work out what God has put in you. Okay? Guess what? She never came back to Bible class. (laughs) You know why? She was holding on to the fact, you can't tell me I'm not good enough. You can't tell me I, I, I can't check all the boxes. You can't tell me that I can't work, I can't present to God. See, God, I'm good enough. I hate to say that, but in every church, we got folks. I don't care how much we talk about we're saved by grace. They are still Pharisees in today's church. Yes, sir. And Pharisees are folks who are depending on their own goodness. 
They think they're comparing themselves mm -hmm. to everybody else. Listen, the only person you compare yourself to is Jesus Christ. And when you compare yourself to him, we all fall short. So you better put the blood of Jesus and the only thing you can brag about is him. Because he's the only reason we're going to get in glory. Because yes, I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. Let me read on. Because I'm, listen, it's a, it goes on. And I'm not going to read all that. But, but the end of it says this. It says, it says, it is him in us to will. And so, hold on, hold on. So I take, I can't take credit. For the, now watch this. Okay, if he's in us to will, then why don't we do? Ah, hold on. If he given us the will and the power to do, why is it? You know what? As long as I insist on being the driver, of my own life, he's going to let me drive my life. Then when I wreck, Jesus, help me! <laughs> as soon as I wreck, Lord, please! I'm sorry they get me out of trouble. And What's the antidote? The truth of the matter is, I think that's why Paul says, Lord, help them to understand how much you love them. Amen. Lord, give them a glimpse of your heart towards them. Help them to realize that you're not going to do anything to harm them. And that your plan for their life is better than anything they can come up with. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Lord, help them to realize that, that the Christ in them mm -hmm. is bigger than anything that they will face. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, let, me, let me throw, can I get some disclaimers? And I, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. When you make a determination to follow Jesus, the devil get busy. <laughs> I couldn't leave here without saying that. Okay? You know what? If you sitting down and doing nothing, he's not afraid of you. But once you start getting serious about Jesus, you better believe the roach is going to start chasing the cat. The cat gonna start chasing the dog. The dog gonna look at you and say, I own this house. <laughs> I mean, I mean, stuff is just gonna start happening like crazy. My fact, let me just be real honest with you. You may lose some friends when you get around Jesus. You know why? The funniest thing is the stuff you used to like to do, 
you got to stop liking it. Oh, oh, let me, let me. Okay, go there. Okay, okay. A lot of, some of us, all of us didn't quit going to the dances because we can't dance no more. Some, which implies some stop because you just can't drop it like it's hot no more. But, 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 but some stop because it's not fun no more. It lost its thrill. There's some things you don't do because when you went back to do it, it's like, I can't believe I wasted time doing this. It's like the light turns on and you say, this is nothing but a waste of time. I don't have no joy. I don't get no peace. My God, you know what God would do? God will make you quit doing, acting the way you you see, and it's not even hard. You just don't have the desire. Won't he take away your desire? See, see, a lot of times we're trying to clean folks up, but the Holy Spirit is the one that cleans folks up. Get them filled with the Holy Spirit. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Help them grow. I, 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 I loved your song. You know why I love that song? Because that should be our anthem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand how we cannot praise him. Yes, sir. Say that. Say that. Say that. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, when you think back huh. over your life. Recognize how he brought you, how he kept you, how he changed you. Sometimes I don't even recognize myself. Oh, I'm not all that, but I'm sure better than what I used to be. Hallelujah! 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 I didn't change myself. See, some of y'all, y'all, y'all came and y'all had a, a, a cute salvation experience. I gave my life to Jesus. God came into my bedroom and said, listen, sucker. Let me show you evil. Let me shut the door. And now you choose. See, I'm going to shout more than anybody else up in here. <laughs> because I wasn't looking for him. He came and got me. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, only God knows where I would be. Only God knows where you would be. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. In the church, he is worthy. 
crazy. You know what's so awesome? The closer I get, the more I see he's even more worthy than what I thought he was. <laughs> my, my, my recognition of his worthiness is growing. So listen, I may not be able to praise him as loud, but it's more for real. <laughs> you get to the place you don't care who don't like you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, someone's got a cute praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let the love of God touch you some more. Yes. You stand up and say, Hallelujah. Yes. Why? Because you don't care no more. Because you know it was nobody touching your name and said, Nobody. Nobody. Nobody but the Lord. See, I know what I'm talking about. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody but the Lord. Somebody here, you need to recommit yourself rededicate yourself to your relationship to the Lord. Satan is so deceitful. He is so slick. You can be caught up in church and miss Jesus. <laughs> Man, can you imagine that? So close, but so far. Mm, yes. But he's real. He's personal. He's not just Yahweh. He's Ananah. He's Lord God. And he says, I came because I love you. I came because I know that you needed me. And I did for you what you could not do for yourself. And my desire for you is to break out of you what I put in you that you can see that you're precious to me. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> it's all about Jesus. I got preachers here that I want to play with you. I want to share with you salvation and how good Jesus is. And perhaps you've been out of fellowship, but God is calling you back to fellowship because we grow together. We cry together. We fall together. We ought to have mercy on one another because he had mercy on us. Tell them that it's all about him. It's all about the love of Jesus. It's all about the love of Jesus. Today, if you're here, as the choir sang, will you come? Will you come?